this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day. Welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast. Today, we podcast the Broader Look story titled Barbarians at the Cybergate When Defending Cyberspace Means Life and Death for Many. The story was written by Rizal Raul Reyes and was published on June 17, 2021. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for Broder Look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Numbers never lie, but when couched in malicious code, numbers could and compromise systems. Hence, from a sphere involving solely the private sector, cybersecurity has become a major agenda in talks among representatives of advanced economies. According to Russian cybersecurity firm Kaspersky Lab Zhao, data breach is a major challenge facing not only the Philippines but other countries in the Association of Southeast Asian Nations or ASEAN region as well. Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam are all in the same predicament, making the region a flashpoint of data breaches. Citing 2020 figures, Kaspersky said it would cost a small enterprise and medium business about 4.8 million pesos if they get hit. Meanwhile, an enterprise-level company's potential losses would be hefty at $1.09 million dollars or 52.4 million pesos. Further, organizations both big and small also expect to see their reputation damage resulting to a loss of customers. Reputation would be the least of problems for governments when highly classified information is compromised. For an individual, it is possible becoming a victim of burglary or car theft if your home address, location, or vehicle registration details are shared publicly, Kaspersky said. According to the Russian network security provider, the worst-case scenario is if an individual becomes a victim of identity theft. If a device is hacked, one would potentially lose priceless personal photos and videos, lose access to online accounts like social media and email, and then get blackmailed, lose money if cybercriminals get hold of financial information, be charged for loans if they get social security or passport details, all because someone else now has the data and could easily pretend to be the data owner. Kaspersky has long emphasized that governments immediately address the threat of data breach. In April, almost 900,000 Facebook accounts of Filipino users were reportedly included in a large-scale data leak that affected over 506 million users worldwide. In the same month, some 345,000 sensitive court documents of ongoing legal cases were found to have been made publicly available. Earlier this year, data of about 3.3 million users of an online lending platform was reported to have been sold on the dark web. In 2019, Kaspersky said private details of 900,000 clients of a pawn shop operator were affected by a breach. 
There were several more, but the massive leakage of personal information of 55 million voters in 2016 remains to be the biggest data breach in the history of the Philippines. Generally, a data breach happens due to weaknesses in user behavior and technology. Yo Xiang Chong, General Manager for Southeast Asia at Kaspersky said, Devices get more connective features so there are places where data could slip through. Chong said, There is no specific sector or person that's being targeted as cybercriminals do not discriminate. Chong added, saying anyone is vulnerable. Yo Xiang Chong pointed out that cybercriminals behind data breaches use manipulation techniques like social engineering to exploit human error and penetrate the system. He added that cybercriminals use many forms of social engineering tricks. These include offering time-sensitive opportunities, mass phishing, carrying out personalized and targeted attacks, intercepting communications, posing as someone legitimate, and a dozen creative others. Kaspersky product users in the Philippines reported a 160% rise in detected web threats under social engineering attacks from the first quarter of 2019 to the first quarter of the year 2021. Cybersecurity has been thrust into the top of the agenda of many entities with a continuing over-reliance on technology to move the gears of the economy. According to Christina Liang Bojgushevich, founder of BI Consulting Group LLC, the Philippine National Police reported a total of 2,778 cybercrime-related offenses from the year 2003 to the year 2012. This trend in criminal activity necessitates the need for a dedicated unit within the Philippine National Police to go after these offenders and improve cybersecurity posture, Bogushevich said. According to Bogushevich, the Philippine National Police has recorded a total of 1,184 incidents from the year 2010 to the year 2012, with the highest being the attacks targeting government websites, where a total of 940 website defacements have been recorded. Bogushevich defines cybersecurity as involving the protection of key information devices from cyber threats. The classification of information and its protection, the cyber culture in an organization, and the critical understanding that cybersecurity is a business level and company-wide are imperative for many, she added. Bogushevich added that cybersecurity encompasses a complex suite of practices tools, strategies, and people, a culture that now form part of the business across all functions. As a result, tackling cybersecurity requires a holistic picture to be understood. Bogoshevich points out that conventional strategic thinking will not be effective in meeting the demands of digital growth and cybersecurity. Therefore, it needs a shift in strategic thinking where it treats cybersecurity as fabric, where all transformation is built upon. Bogushevich said, There needs to be a top-down cyberculture actually implemented across the board, she added. In crafting a comprehensive program, each member of the C-suite should possess a mindset that considers the impact of digital transformation, 
Bogusevich added. According to her, the chief executive officer must know what he or she should do about digital disruptions in the industry. The chief operating officer, meanwhile, must know how to use digital to align the organization for increased speed to market and more flexibility. According to Bogusevich, the chief information officer, meanwhile, must consider several factors in the crafting of a comprehensive cybersecurity plan. She added that the chief information officer must know where information technology helps create new business models and opportunities. Last but not the least, the chief finance officer or CFO must address the economics of the building of a cybersecurity infrastructure. According to Bogosiewicz, the CIO must know how he or she can better control the business with real-time information. According to Bogosiewicz, Management must collaborate on the digital agenda to properly react to digital disruption in the industry. Both government and the private sector must raise their digital and cyber maturity levels to get a clear picture of the situation, Bogosiewicz added. This means each organization must utilize a standard approach and understand clearly the direction they are going to, she added. Bogusevich said the two parties also need to determine their current status to be able to devise a solution blueprint. Bogusevich described the Philippines as enhancing the capability to combat cybercrime but woefully unprepared to deal with cyberterrorism and cyberwar. Joanne Wong, Logarithm Incorporated Vice President for International Markets, agrees saying the country's cybersecurity infrastructure is still in its fledgling stage. According to Wong, COVID-19 has accelerated cyber risks and threats, bringing about its own cyber pandemic. As organizations increasingly embark on digital transformation journeys and shift to remote work, and consumers rely on digital services during a global lockdown, there is a huge risk when people expose themselves to opportunistic cyber criminals looking to cash in on cyber vulnerabilities, Wong said. Wong said that the Philippines, while growing rapidly as a digitally savvy nation, is still in the nascent stages of its cybersecurity maturity, so it remains extremely susceptible to cyber attacks. For instance, Wong said they saw phishing attempts increase by 200% since the start of the domestic lockdown in 2020, and 44% of Philippines-based consumers have reported being targets for digital fraud within the first quarter of the year 2021. Wong added that organizations have not been exempted either, with the Filipino fintech platform recently entangled in a high-profile data breach that resulted in close to 3.3 million user records being stolen and sold online. Wong said that as the Philippines continues to contain the pandemic and address the recession, she underscored giving importance to cybersecurity as a key pillar in the strategy towards economic recovery. Failure to do so, according to Wong, would have disastrous consequences as the nation will only continue to face heightened threats as digital and online services become more prevalent. Pamela Ong, Sales Director for Asia-Pacific of Slovakian internet security firm Assets Paul SRO, 
said the advent of COVID-19 has brought more importance of cybersecurity to the table, especially when the work-from-home concept became more popular in the Philippines. At a time when businesses are relying on resilience to rebuild, Ong warned that malicious actors are continually exploiting the security vulnerabilities that accompany remote working. With employees accessing business data and corporate network remotely from home, ESET had detected an almost tenfold increase in Microsoft Corporation Windows remote desktop protocol attack attempts in the Philippines in the last four months of 2020 against the first trimester of that year, Ong said. Globally, Ong said, these attacks remained prevalent in the first four months of 2021 as ESET's telemetry had recorded close to 27 billion password guesses trying to compromise internet-facing systems via remote desktop protocol which are widely used to allow connecting to the corporate network from remote computers. Wong said the Philippines is on the right track as it has committed to strengthening its National Cybersecurity Plan 2022 to safeguard critical information communication technology infrastructure and enhance cyber resilience competencies. Wong noted that the National Private Commission has also been proactive to release updated security guidelines during this COVID-19 period in a bid to support organizations' remote working efforts, protect personal data for consumers, and penalize the private sector for data privacy violations. Wong emphasized it's important for the Philippines to continue to double down on its cybersecurity efforts and keep a tight eye on potential threats and vulnerabilities. She urges the Duterte government to establish clear guidelines for both public and private institutions on how to conduct cybersecurity operations as well as put in place dedicated systems and processes to maintain visibility across the entire network. Wong said that only then will government be able to detect and remediate the threats with speed and ease. Wong added that Duterte administration must look to adopt a zero-trust model to tailor controls around sensitive data and networks based on user roles so as to minimize the impact of data breaches in the organization. According to Canalys PTE Limited, cybersecurity will remain a high priority this year as the range of threats, burdens, and new vulnerabilities emerge, while the frequency of attacks is unlikely to subside. The Canalys Cybersecurity Market Global Forecast assumes current investment trends will persist. It correctly predicted in January that the first half of the year will be affected by ongoing lockdown restrictions and furloughs in response to the pandemic. Canalys said in January that COVID-19 vaccine approvals and the start of mass vaccination programs have set a time frame for reopening economies and a sustained global recovery from mid-year. Canalys said it expects the overall cybersecurity market value to reach $60.2 billion this year covering shipments of endpoint security, network security, vulnerability and security analytics, and identity access management. Even in its worst-case scenario, Canalys' outlook for the cybersecurity market is for annual growth of 6.6%. Canalys said the market's growth is based on the assumption that a deeper and protracted economic impact from lockdowns and considers the emergence of new variants of the virus. 
According to Wong, the Philippines must also need to reckon with the dearth of cybersecurity personnel and low levels of cybersecurity awareness among its citizens. Wong said a country's cyber defense strategy is only as strong as its weakest connection. She added there is a need to increase cyber literacy among Filipinos to prevent them falling victims to cyber attacks. There is also a need to upgrade the skills of the Philippine workforce to ensure that there are enough cybersecurity professionals that can help support and safeguard today's digital operations, Wong said. According to Canalyst Chief Analyst Matthew Ball, cybersecurity professional services engagements in response to this latest issue will be one of many factors contributing to sustained investment this year, especially in newer solutions to mitigate emerging threats. It goes without saying that cybersecurity needs to be a collective effort between the public and private sectors, Assets Ong said. Assets Ong added that while the government sets the tone for cybersecurity, it must also draw on the industry expertise of the private sector and take into consideration different industry nuances when developing and implementing new guidelines. At the same time, she said, there is also a huge opportunity to partner with private institutions, especially those in the technology and e-commerce sector, to provide information technology skills training for Filipinos and raise the level of cyber literacy in the nation. Kaspersky's Yo Xiang noted that current threats have become increasingly complex and malicious. To exacerbate the situation, the attacks do not recognize boundaries adding that an attack targeting Southeast Asia may be originating from Europe or vice versa. Yo Xiang said a successful defense requires a new approach, one that is proactive and adapts to the threat environment as it changes. In short, Yo Xiang said building an advanced specialized framework with the most intelligent solutions is a recommended countermeasure that any sector in the Philippines needs to have in place to respond quickly to new threats. Yo Xiang said an ideal formula must be composed of three elements. These are continued education on all levels of cyber hygiene, the active collaboration between private sectors and the government to combat cyber attacks, and the use of the most current technology. This is important, as Mr. Ball of Canalis said, the biggest threats are always those not yet known. Indeed, barbarians are at the cyber gates using numbers that appear harmless but lie in wait to breach cyber defense. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast. For a broader look on business, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.